0: Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 173, an interview with Patrice Gopo on meaning-making on the page and studying the craft. At a writing conference held October 12th and 13th, 2018, I interviewed three authors who served on the speaking team. We discussed all things writing, like their writing challenges, their writing process, and their advice for writers, all for you. I'm sharing these conversations, mixing them in with my standard solo episodes. You heard from Sean Smucker in episode 171. Today, I bring you the second interview, a conversation with Patrice Gopo. We discussed her work as an essayist and making meaning on the page. She gives us an inside look at her writing process, including several techniques she's used to study the craft of writing, as well as the importance of feedback. I begin by reading her bio as we sat down to talk, so you'll get the official info at the start. Here is Patrice Gopo. Patrice Scopo's essays have appeared in a variety of publications, including Gulf Coast, Full Grown People, and Creative Nonfiction. She's the recipient of a North Carolina Arts Council Literary Fellowship, and her work has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize. She is the author of All the Colors We Will See, an essay collection about race, immigration, and belonging. Her book is a fall 2018 Barnes & Noble Discover great new writer's selection. Thank you for being here, Patrice. Oh, thank you so much, Anne. It's great to be here. So we're in a conference setting, yes. and so our listeners are going to hear a little ambient noise in the background, but I think that's appropriate for I two think so. writers talking about writing right. at a writer's conference. Exactly. Kind of it is up. perfect. <laughs> yes. Well, Thanks so much for having me on the show. Well, it is an honor to have you. You are an accomplished writer and so young. I would love to go back in time a little bit and tell me a little bit about your writing beginnings. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, I... I am not a person who always thought I was going to be a writer. I often tell people that I came into writing through the back door. So I actually studied chemical engineering in undergrad and I went to graduate school and I got an MBA and a master's of public policy. And that, um, long story short, ultimately took me to South Africa where I met my husband. And when we got married, we were living in South Africa and I no longer had a work permit. So I couldn't do the work that I originally was doing. And it was right about, this time that I was reading this online women's magazine and I remember reading it and thinking I wonder if I could write something for them and I went to the submission guidelines and I read the guidelines and I pitched them a piece and they accepted it and that was the beginning. And I ended up writing several articles and things for them after that. And it was kind of along the way, as I was writing that, that I thought, I really enjoy this. I enjoy this a lot. There is something um, that I'm very passionate about here. So previously, my work with my MBA and my Master's of Public Policy is I was involved with community development and social justice issues, things that I care about a lot, um, stories around uh, racial equity and um, racial injustice and things of that nature. And what I found with writing is that this was an opportunity to tell personal stories about the topics that I cared about deeply. And I found myself writing about my own particular stories growing up as the black American daughter of Jamaican immigrants. I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska, and just kind of grappling with identity formation and where one fits in society and my experiences with race relations and racial injustice. I was writing these stories and I started taking classes because I wanted to become a better writer. I was interested in improving my craft, so I discovered I really enjoyed writing, but I wanted to find better ways to tell the stories that were just kind of burning and bubbling up that I wanted to share. And so, yeah, so I started taking classes and I discovered essays, so I didn't really know what an essay was beyond the five paragraph variety that you learn about in school. Yeah. Right. I see you nodding there. Yeah. So I didn't really know what an essay was beyond that. And as I was writing these personal stories, I stumbled into essays and I thought, this is what I love. I love this kind of exploration of personal stories, this meaning making on the page that you're trying to figure out. You're you're trying to answer questions about your life and come to a better understanding of maybe your experience or just the experience in the world and what might be happening. And so that's really how I got into the whole field of writing. And I started writing essays. I started publishing essays. And it kind of you know,
0: snowballed until eventually I now have this collection of essays that is out there in the world now. It's fabulous. I am so excited for you. And, and the fact that it happens so organically. Mm, yeah, is I think that's a good a, word for it. It's a really... It's beautiful, but it may be a little, uh, like, it's, you're, you don't have, like, a formula yeah. that somebody can follow. Yeah, yeah. But if we backed up a little bit, you discovered your interest in the essay work. Right. Tell me a little bit about those those early stages. So imagine there's some writer who's considering that. Yeah. they don't really know how to get into that. Not that you had to tell them where to go yeah. and how to use Submittable. We yeah. Can, we can share that kind of information with them some other way. Yeah, right. But, like, just, like, how how did you, like... Talk about the path. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, I think for me, the the path really was deciding to take some classes. That was mm-hmm. my biggest decision when it came to writing. And I, it took me about, I think, maybe a year and a half into my experience writing when I thought, hey, I want to learn something about this. I don't want to just... Sometimes write something that works really well and not have any understanding of why it's working well because then I don't even know how I can try and maybe attempt this again. And so I I think that was the thing. I I didn't have a background in writing, but I just knew I had powerful stories. I had ability. I mean, I had some level of ability to write. And (laughs) thanks. Um, But I also thought there's so much more here to know. And so that's what I often will talk to people about who are interested in kind of growing as a writer is that it's really helpful to either take a class or... um You know, work with a writing coach or read a book about writing. I remember in the early days, I particularly read quite a lot of craft books around writing. And I actually have on my website, it's patriscopo.com. I have a tab that has writing resources where I list some of those things because I I like to help people also find out, you know, what were the resources I used that were helpful for me. But but yeah, I definitely, I look for all sorts of ways to study the craft of writing. We
0: will provide a link to anything that you would be useful that we can share with people. So I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Let me ask you if it is is there a, a type of place that they could go to take classes? Is, you were in Alaska at the time? No, no you were in,
1: I, in North Carolina. So I okay. did. I grew up in Alaska, but by this time I was living in North Carolina. Okay. And I had a young child, mm. particularly in this stage I had a young child and then ultimately had two young children. So online classes were really the best way for okay. me to okay. go. So I did. I took a variety okay. of online classes cool. through several different organizations. So it wasn't
0: um, necessarily you were not getting your MFA? I was not, no. So you do you have your MFA? I do not have my MFA, and yet no. you are a public Essay is yes. a essay collection coming out. Yes,
1: yeah, it's out actually. It's out already. It's yeah. Out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right,
0: right. And I, I think that's something important yeah. to know that you don't have to. No, you can. That yeah. could be a path you could. You, could you take, absolutely
1: but. could. And I did. I actually looked into it at some yeah. point and I just thought, this is not feasible for my life right now. Yeah. And I also. I just talked to different people and I thought, you know what, I think some of the goals that people who are in MFA programs have, say to teach in academia or things mm-hmm. of that nature, that wasn't my goal. My goal was really just to become a better writer. And so I felt like I wanted to cobble together different things mm-hmm. that existed out there. So I did. I took quite a few online classes. I, um, there, were, there was a teacher that I worked with in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live, who had some in-person courses. So I did nice. that. Um, at some point, I ended up hiring a writing coach and working with a writing coach because there were some particular areas that I wanted to identify more of my weaknesses so I could be improving upon them, which is sometimes a bit harder in a classroom setting to really hone in on that. So um, so yeah, so those were just some different things. And like I said, I kept reading books and just reading in general. Mm -hmm. I think that that was one thing over time that I started understanding how people were Writing essays and how I could be unpacking an essay. If I read an essay out there in the world that I really liked, I could then study the structure of it. I could then study some of the techniques they were using and see what what's happening here that I could maybe use in my own work.
0: Did you do that in a really specific way? Did you have a, a method? Yeah, I yeah I do have a method for doing that. Do you share when yeah methods? yeah absolutely okay. yeah I'll share. Um,
1: so what I often do is when I see an essay that I really like, I will either make a cop if it's in a book or something or a magazine or whatever, I'll make a copy of it or I'll print it out. And then I, um, I take three different colored pens and I will go through and I will mark the sections that are purely seen in the essay. Uh-huh. So scenes. And then I'll mark sections that are summary in the essay. And then I'll mark sections that are pieces of reflection. So pieces of, you know, people thinking about it, contemplating the musing kind of side of an essay. And so I then will go through and I can see color-coded what's happening in the piece. And so that way I can see why do I like this so much? What's the balance that they have in terms of the scenes? In summary, how are they pacing it? Because when you can break it up like that, you're able to see kind of the pacing of the piece more quickly. You can examine the beginnings and the endings and kind of see, are they ending on an image? I really like pieces that end on an image personally. And, and I discovered that along the way that I find that to be a something that I enjoy and wow. I find that works well. So yeah, I definitely will unpack it. Another thing that I will do is I will then um, go into each paragraph and kind of identify what might be happening. Are they flashing back in time here are they going forward are they introducing a new thread here are they you know just to to outline what's going on and um so yeah so deconstructing it so i often think that that's kind of the side of my brain that excelled at engineering is what i'm bringing to the writing life you know yeah so yeah yeah, right so i'm analyzing it so i kind of bring all those things but i think that's part of the creative process is um And I I mean, I don't think you have to do that all the time for everything. And it's not that when I start writing, I literally think, well, I'm going to do this and do that. But I feel like when you just add that information to your mind it's there and then your subconscious will work in ways that it needs to to bring it about in the time that it needs to happen
0: do you remember ever doing this whole process I love it I love it I love the color coding and I, I should
1: give credit this is uh, those were not my ideas mm-hmm. I learned those from my teachers from and teachers. coaches and things like so that you're so you're
0: reading like a student you're reading and yeah. you're reading like an essayist yeah. so you almost the same part of you that loves to explore yeah. ideas is actually analyzing and exploring the essay yeah. and yeah, you're bringing that little that yeah engineering element. Yeah, right. I, I love that. You're bringing all of you right? To all of your work. Yeah, absolutely. But like, tell me about, like, if you can remember, maybe something where a, a technique you wouldn't have maybe figured out on your own. Mm-hmm. You saw it done, you color-coded it, and then you applied it. Oh, Doesn't right. It, like, maybe you learned a, te- a transitional technique Yeah, or
1: yeah. Actually, that is very good. That Those exercises are great for seeing how people transition. So I, I definitely would say I've studied transitions. But one thing that I... Feel like I started doing um, more, and I probably even do it too much now. Is I discovered the flash forward. So um, oftentimes we think about when we write flashbacks, so we go back in time. But sometimes, you we we know the story that happened because we're the writer. But it's kind of a on the page we can orient ourselves wherever we want. So every now and again, when I'm writing, I like to just flash forward and say this is going to happen in the future and then I bring it back to the current time and I I just enjoy that and I think it can kind of Maybe disrupt the narrative in a way that can be very pleasing for me as the writer and also as the reader. But you have to be careful because you can't do it too much. Does or it spoil the, it? Do you feel uh, like it spoils? No, the, there's I, you lose suspense. No, I don't because I think what happens is you use them strategically, and so you you're basically wanting to comment maybe on something that you discover in the future, but you want it to apply to the scene now, and so you flash forward and just tell the reader this is going to happen. Um, but you know, if you want, I can pull out my book and give an example Are of you this
0: anything in your book? I can read a short section. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll pull out a really quick sample. This is um, an example from an essay where I talk about my parents' divorce. And I I'm kind of, my family and I, we are getting our pictures taken. Um, It's at Christmas time and we're getting our pictures taken, a family portrait. And so I say this paragraph that orients us in the scene of us taking the pictures. So it says, Christmas music bounces in the background, mixed with the rumble of waiting voices. Move in, your face is almost touching, the photographer says as she snaps an image. Then she stretches us into a row and with the help of stools and boxes, staggers our heights into a descending staircase. And now here's where I'm transitioning to the flashboard. In a week or so... I will find a slim package with our family prints waiting on the stoop. Sakai, that's my daughter, will sit near me as I tug at the cardboard to release our memories. Later, I will hold up the two by 10s of our family for her to choose between. Which one should we display, I will say to her. I'm going to skip a paragraph down to the transition back. And here is where I say, but today... After we sit for the portrait, we leave through the side entrance of the mall. And so so the whole point there is I'm I'm kind of sharing something that's going to happen in the future. So you get this yeah. this picture of there's, what's going to happen. And, and there's yeah. actually even a moment of reflection in this paragraph that I skipped that mm-hmm. that is helpful for the scene itself to see what's all embodied in this this scene that's happening but I wanted that detail that happens in the future for them to see this idea my daughter when she picks the picture she says um, I want this picture we're all looking ahead in this one which is so metaphorical on so many levels for for, and I just wanted that but I didn't need us to literally get to that point in the essay so I just did this quick little flash forward and I learned that
0: reading other people's work did you write it that way having studied did you write it that way the first time or did you come back oh, to it with a revision golly that was a revision <laughs> i
1: can i tell you this essay took me months to mm. write because i was it was kind of going all over the place and i didn't know what it wanted to be or how it was going to end up there but and i remember when my daughter said that line about i want this one we're all looking ahead there was something in me that i thought this belongs in this piece. But I couldn't quite figure out how it was going to fit in without making the narrative too messy and bringing us, you know, having to have more details than we needed. And then it was like, oh, we just need it to be a
0: quick flash forward. And you had and then, the tool because yeah. you had read enough essays yeah. It just shown you how to do it. Exactly. And how they did it. Right. And like it's a tool in your tool belt. Yeah, so to exactly. Speak. Yeah. And so that's what I think
1: of. I often think mm-hmm. of those things you find and discover ways in which people are doing things, and then you can try it yourself. One thing I love to do is if I'm reading something and I see, a, a wonderful sentence that I really like, I will write the sentence down and then I'll try and deconstruct the sentence and see what's going on and then try and write my own sentence
0: that kind of follows that wow. structure. And so, like, I like the way they opened this with a prepositional phrase. Like, yeah, so that, that exactly. Yep, like, exactly. So you're diagramming yeah. sentences kind of. Yeah, right. Sentences. Exactly. But just the, yeah. the deconstruction exactly. to find out why does this... Yeah,
1: s- why does it why sound it? so nice? Yeah. You know, what's yeah. going on here? How what, are we... How, mm. We're co- maybe they're comparing two th- ideas within one and sentence this nice and yeah and it, and it feels, feels yeah or exactly i think okay. okay let me try this myself and nice. see what other um Obviously, you, you take something different. Don't use the same thing they're writing about, something completely different, and just see what you could do to kind of emulate the structure. So creating almost like a sentence template. Yeah, you at, right. So you're
0: talking, you go a bit, sort, sort of the macro level of, of analyzing an yeah. essay all the way down to the micro level yeah. of sentence.
1: Yeah, true. But I will say this. I don't do it for every sentence when I'm analyzing an essay. It's just once I jump out, out that, yeah, then I think, oh, that's really that. nice. We should
0: take note of that. They did something clever here. Wow. Let's, you, know. you have so many. You you have the, like, this lifelong learner oh. as a writer, specific to your writing. Yeah, so far. Yeah. I mean, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. Well, you're somewhere. teaching it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Definitely. Well, me, we were at an event where you were on a panel. Yeah. And you shared with the group that night that you have a technique where you whole image, like when you were, yes. tell me about that. Yeah. Like, what's the situation that you would do that? And yeah. Just
1: explain mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. And I'll say this, this idea actually came from a class that I took too. So one of my teachers introduced me to this idea of collaging something as you might be beginning a project. So oftentimes when I am working on an essay, um, particularly a larger one that maybe feels uh, unwieldy in a bit, Uh, you're just not quite sure what it's doing sometimes I will just take a break and uh, I or maybe just even from the beginning because I know it's going to be a bit like that I will then take whole bunch of old magazines so i have these stacks of old magazines and i'll go through and i will just clip images that appeal to me or i will clip maybe phrases that are in the headline whatever it might be i'll take all these images and then i'll take a piece of poster board and i'll arrange all of this stuff in a collage and i'm i'm not doing it with any sort of intent that these images must represent something or it it stands for something or any of that nature i'm just Clipping things that I feel drawn to somehow that I might not be able to explain, and then I just arrange it in a collage, and I'll stick them on my wall, and I will use those to help inspire me as I am writing. And I, I just trust that my mind has done the work to, you know, find the images, see the images, pull them out, and uh, and so then I'll be writing, and I'll be writing along, and you know, maybe I might get to a point where I feel stuck on on the metaphor, what it is that I'm really trying to say here. And I will often just glance up at these, I don't know what you call them, vision boards, collages, whatever they are, and just look to, for some form of inspiration to keep going. And I'll, I often have found metaphors within it, or maybe a new word comes to me just looking there. And so i I mean, it's just part of trusting that the mind is making all the connections it needs to be making all the time. And we need to just live aware that it's out there happening.
0: So you would do this with every essay or most? No, no, the big, unwieldy ones. I think big ones. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: for my essay collection as a whole, I did a really big one for Mm. my essay collection as a whole because I felt like these all these essays were thema- thematically working together and i wanted to you know have a similar a sense of inspiration when i felt like well where does this really go does mm. this essay belong here what other essay do i need to write that still needs to yeah. kind of provide linkage in this collection that allows it to be a fully formed collection that's
0: really interesting visual with the words yeah yeah i think that's a fabulous technique thank you for sharing it yeah figure out who to give credit to oh yeah well
1: my teacher is maureen ryan griffin she's the one but actually i think she got it from From someone else maybe it's just the goodness yeah i i don't think it was you know maybe it was suma kid that she heard it from because it was more about fiction i remember her telling us about it and it was really about fiction and i kind of applied it to took it and transformed it to mm. fit my mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. essaying life, you know. Yeah. Is that a word, essaying? But the the life essaying, of Yeah Yeah. <laughs> so Uh, Yeah, so I think it definitely is. But I I think that's one thing about writing. We sometimes feel like the act of writing must always be literally writing. But writing Mm -hmm. happens in so many forms. That's what Carolina was talking about the other day or yesterday is that, you know, writing happens when we are taking walks. It happens when we're just pondering life. And for me, it that is a way to kind of step away from the writing and do something maybe um, different That still influences the writing but it's a different you know pathway in your brain perhaps working so
0: where do you find your starting
1: points for Mm -hmm. where does it
0: all where does an essay begin for you yeah
1: usually it would begins with an image or a scene so there might be some sort of image or scene that I I'm experiencing and that's usually where I will start writing something sometimes it will also begin with Maybe a question about something in life that's happening. But mm. I would say, by and large, it begins with some sort of image or scene. And my pondering, why does this matter to me? Why mm. am Why is this staying with me? Or something like that.
0: So what would you say dri- is driving that? Is it curiosity? Is it... Uh, passionate like what is your yeah force? right I um you know I don't know I think it is probably
1: curiosity so there was to so to give an example of a recent one something I'm kind of working on now and I don't know what it's going to become um I my husband brought me home a chocolate bar a couple weeks ago and he's been bringing me chocolate bars Basically, our entire marriage is that he brings me these chocolate bars. And we were standing in the kitchen, and he gave me this chocolate bar. And I was, I I took it, and I was, you know, I was grateful. I'm grateful when he does it. And I was just standing there, and I started remembering other moments of him giving me these gifts along the years and I I kind of started writing about some of these other scenes so there were just there was this image of this chocolate bar and I thought how interesting we're we're about to celebrate 10 years of marriage how interesting that a chocolate bar is like a a theme that's run through what does that mean you know and it might not mean anything except this Again, is in the works. This is not done yet. No, it's oh, not yeah. done. You're just, you're so just I'm just it. I'm just exploring it. So okay. I've just kind of been writing about it and I mm. I wrote about that day when he brought it and then mm. I wrote about the first chocolate bar that he gave me and then I wrote about you know there was this other, you know, other things associated with it, and yes, and do you just write I,
0: scenes. Are you writing? Yeah, scenes just writing scenes. Them? I'm writing
1: scenes. Where, they, where do they live? i um, in a composition notebook in my bag.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just old school. Yeah. Just yeah, and, and just
1: capturing them there, nice. and nice. um, and I'll go back and usually if when I have plenty of time, I type them up fairly quickly. But I haven't had a lot of time lately, so they're okay. just gathering in my notebook, and I'll go and type them up. And then what I'll do is I'll probably print out each little free writer scene. Um, by itself on a page by itself and okay. then i'll print them out and kind of start arranging them and seeing what might be forming here and that's like spread it out on a big table yeah on the, floor, on, on the floor on the floor oh, okay. in my bedroom i've spread yeah. it on the floor in my bedroom and i start looking and seeing what's happening what are some mm. of the common themes that are emerging and so
0: you're very tactile and, and visual. i do you know, i do enjoy i
1: like to I do that. one of my favorite revision um Activities is you take an essay that you have written and then you cut up all the paragraphs so that you can then start moving paragraphs around if they need to be moved. I just think there's something yeah. really helpful about being able to physically do it. Or the other thing I often will do, at least in earlier drafts, is when I... Um, doing a new draft i'll type it all up again so i don't just go Mm. in and make the change i'll actually retype the whole essay revisit every word yeah because Mm. i do i think in there you oftentimes it'll stay but sometimes you'll realize no this isn't actually the right sentence here Mm. this isn't Mm -hmm. what i want it to be or it doesn't make sense, but I don't think you will see that as readily if you don't retype it. You.
0: This is really helpful, I think, for especially if somebody's like kind of new to this or they want to enter into this to get like the process. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's it takes time. It but does. It, I, I feel yeah. like when I'm listening to you, I don't feel like you treat it as laborious.
1: No, I don't. I don't. I think it's really interesting. I think. Um, You know, there's another essay that I write about in the book, and it concerns, so I told you I'm a chemical engineer, that's what I study, it's chemical engineering, and so there's this essay called, it's called Role Model, or Black Girls May Have, what is it called? Role Model, or Black Girls May Have Dreamed of Engineering Because of Women Like Me. It's a really long essay, and so I remember when I start, or I'm sorry, the title's really long, the essay is not so long, Um, but I remember when I started writing it, I felt like there was something I needed to say here about being a black woman, being an engineer, but then leaving the field of engineering and um, my experience with that. And I kind of started writing and I was writing these different scenes and It was only through the revision process that I started realizing what it really was that I was experiencing, what it really was that I was feeling, what I really wanted to say about this topic. And one of the things I discovered as I wrote that is there is a layer of guilt that I feel about having left that field of engineering and left that field where I was actually a role model for many other young black girls. And I don't think I would have gotten that if I had just not gone through all these layers of revising and shifting and you know changing paragraphs around and yeah so that was really for me that was very remarkable because I thought oh wow it
0: benefited I, you yeah Re- t-
1: to see that tell me to describe that, that. is it uh, it's like healing or revelation yeah or... I think it's kind of a revelation of sorts of something that I live with and mm. um and, I think and you it's wouldn't have done that without writing. I don't think so. It took the writing. Yeah, it did. It took the so writing, the, yeah. So the writing
0: that you're doing, are you thinking of the reader? Or Are you thinking of the art? Or what, like, tell me, how do you view I know, right. Writing? I And there's no I, right or wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, right. A, i I'm think.
1: Just I think I tend to think of the art first. Um... Yeah, I do think, I think I think of the art first as, yeah, and the reader. Yeah, and readers
0: is, have found you. Yeah,
1: readers have yeah. found me, and I think it's wonderful, and I, I am thankful for the readers and the ways they've engaged in the work, but I would say when I consider writing, it certainly is very much the art that happens first. So I know there were a couple um, experiences when my book was being edited, you know, as it's going to production to be a book and and I remember getting a few comments from my editor saying Patrice this is so beautiful right here but we're really not sure what it means (laughs) and I thought fair enough. Cause I'm not positive either, but oh. it is beautiful. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> that kill I was at a your just, darlings
0: moment. I mean, you I had think so. Yeah, and, and that, you it.
1: did. You okay. had to. And yeah. but I think there was something there that I just thought this sounds so lovely together. Mm-hmm. It, it's something. So there's a
0: poet in you. <laughs> yeah, you I think, love think, to play. Yeah, the words I know, right? And exactly. Images. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. so not that I never think of my reader. I don't want to say that, but
0: they called you to clarify it, and you did. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, I clarified things because I don't want people to be confused. Yeah. I'm not that's not what I'm trying to So there's a level, level of communication Yeah, right. they
0: are. Yeah, okay. exactly.
1: So, but I think when I initially start, that's what often happens. And then it's that's why feedback's really great because yeah. people can help catch those things for me cuz I kind of might think, oh, well, it's fine. They'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, but no, sometimes
0: they don't figure it out. Well, with so. your book, you have an editor because that's built into the process. Right. Mm-hmm. But the essays that you submit to mm-hmm. journals don't have that built in until you get an acceptance. Right. And then you might have light editing. You might have heavy, mm-hmm. heavy editing. Yeah. What if before that process, what eyes are looking at your work? Yep, absolutely. I,
1: I really do appreciate having multiple eyes having looked at my work. So oftentimes... Um, I will I might hire someone to look at it hire an editor at different stages maybe a copy editor if Mm -hmm. I feel like the essay's really almost done or maybe I've hired developmental editors before um I I have some friends where we will exchange things. So I've been in an online writing critique group. We're not really doing it right now because we all just got so busy. But we were going pretty strong for a couple of years, and so you we would, would share it. we would share manuscripts with each other, and which is great because I I'm a real big proponent of you can learn. By giving feedback, you're learning as a writer. So I think it's really great to be in some sort of space where you are kind of exchanging um, manuscripts or something with each other. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate having feedback from people because I I am convinced there's only so far we can get (laughs) just on our own. I mean, we can produce something very good, even great. But I think the input of others can really allow us to get to another point that maybe um
0: do you think that accelerated your path by having that i think it
1: certainly helped yeah i think that certainly helped my path now i don't want to say that you always have to do that i'm cautious of that and i'm also cautious that all feedback is not the same so not every piece of feedback is going to be useful Mm -hmm. or helpful and you have to be careful i have been in situations that i feel are a bit toxic where the feedback has just not been very useful and actually in a way made me feel bad about my writing did Uh, you step away yeah i I basically i can't i can't do that you know but i think i felt that i was mature enough to recognize that that was happening and what it made me think is i i just felt bad for people who maybe aren't at a phase where they're mature enough to recognize in their writing life they just haven't done it enough to know oh this is what's happening this person is just not a good feedback person for my work um, yeah. and yeah because I think in the beginning you're just so new and fragile and fresh yeah. at it and
0: yeah, yeah. And you're holding so, your,
1: your I heart know, out exactly really, in some cases exactly mm. right how, so, did
0: you find, how did you find your editors just people want to know practical things at times
1: yeah um, so I I have some friends who do it. Yeah. I um, one of my writing coaches that so one of my writing coaches was actually one of my teachers in an online class, and I just asked if she worked with clients, and she did. And okay. um, so wherever name,
0: you're getting it, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh,
1: I was going to just say on my website that I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, where I have this okay, writing resources. resources tab, I list all of these Perfect. people Perfect. who are we'll there, and, there, yeah, awesome. exactly, all the people who are there. Excellent,
0: excellent. So let me ask you. You, you mentioned you used a phrase. Uh, Meaning-making. Oh. Tell me what that means to you. Yeah. So I feel like when I think of this idea of
1: meaning-making on the page, it's... It's the side of us where we're trying to understand what's happening in our lives or in the world. Why does it matter? And um, and that's what I think of when I think of this meaning making. Is that we we take an incident and then we delve more deeply into it to try and see what is the significance of it. Why does why is it important? Why am I remembering? Why am I remembering my mother serving me a breakfast when I was five? You know, just
0: on an ordinary day and that <laughs> to what extent do you write with purpose though I know you're writing about race but it's often yeah. flowing out of your personal experience yeah, right how much how much do you set out with some purpose for an outcome yeah this piece?
1: I think that's a really good question and I think it varies from time to time so I was talking about that piece related to engineering and I knew that it was going to deal with race and me as an engineer. So I, I knew that that was going to happen. Or another really good example is um, in the summer of 2016, after Philando Castile's death in St. Paul and Alton Sterling's in Baton Rouge, that's actually the start of the essay, in fact, that what I just said, I, I felt like I needed to, I wanted to respond to what was happening. And I remember there was a moment um, where I was in this art gallery, and somebody said something to me. And I remember that moment, I thought, this is going to be an essay. And so I felt like when I started working on it, I knew that that piece was going to deal with police shootings of unarmed black men and it was going to deal with my own personal experience being married to a black man. Like I knew that stuff was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that this was the idea of what was unfolding here.
0: How long did it take so you to write that That one?
1: one actually came out very quick. It was, I mean, it's a very short essay. It's only 500 words and I wrote it over the course of maybe two days.
0: And has, does it live somewhere we can look at? It's, it?
1: in, it's in my book. It's, it's, in, in, book. Book. Okay, yep, it's yeah, in my book. Yeah, it's in my book. Yeah, it's mm. in the book. So yeah, it's there. So okay. So yeah, so I do feel as though I often have a sense of what is happening. Mm-hmm. But I think the big thing is that with writing essays, you want to be careful of feeling like you know the outcome of the essay. You know what the where it's going to end. You know the direction it's going to be. You you kind of you have a message. You might suspect
0: you're going, but yeah. you you leave yourself open. Is that what you're you saying? You do. You leave yourself, you open. Leave
1: yourself open. And okay. I I feel as though um, when I teach classes and I tell students about this, is that there can be a starting point. And usually I draw it on a whiteboard, but I'm not going to go looking over I know, we're looking at a whiteboard. Know, right at a whiteboard <laughs> so, um, there can be a starting point, and then maybe you have this imagined ending point and what I mm-hmm. encourage people to be is just flexible and open that the imagined ending point might not actually be it so that way your story could maybe start at this point and move in a She's different direction sorry move down, down in a different direction <laughs> and it arrive at yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. or maybe it begins at the starting point and doesn't go in the straight line to the ending point it kind of goes in this curvy path and windy path and then actually does end up at the point you thought it might but it in a way, you didn't think it was going to get there, and so, so I feel like there's just a sense of flexibility, sort flexibility, of a
0: discovery. Yeah, mind, exactly. So I'm discover exactly. As well, yeah. A discovery. Exactly. Well,
1: that's. I mean, that is what to write an essay is. It's a discovery process. You're going to mm. discover something new about yourself, or new about the world, or just new about mm. what's the situation you're in, or whatever it may be. Do
0: you tend to write scenes first, like scenes? Is yeah. Kind of your like. Yeah, you know, you're I I start. And then yeah, I start. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I can write chunks of reflection too yeah, i yeah. i do like reflection i usually have to cut it out um <laughs> You're a thinker. You're yeah, yeah i just i'm like i always like to reflect to a lot yeah. but um but i do tend to start with the scenes okay. first and then yeah. usually the last thing that comes is maybe the summary portions which is filling in the gaps between mm-hmm. scenes mm-hmm. so well, that's fabulous. just me i mean people can do it however they want i'm just saying what
0: i have found for myself so you would probably never oh, use an different. outline like that, that five-paragraph essay oh, you, were, you were mentioned up front. Yeah, oh, that's a thing in the
1: past. I, you know, here's what I will say. This is probably the closest I can get to an outline. Sometimes if I have something that I'm working on that I know this is a topic I want to write about, but I'm not sure all that I want to say about it, I might take a model essay and I will then study exactly what happens paragraph by paragraph. And this I learned from a book that I read. It's called The Writer's Portable Mentor. And they suggested, and this is on my website too. Um, and they, she suggests basically paragraph by paragraph, look at what this author is doing structurally in each paragraph. So if, you know, here she is, Uh, You know Meditating on The weather or something You meditate on your topic You know have just like a paragraph where you Or that's maybe not the best example If maybe in this paragraph she's giving facts about autumn I'm looking outside and seeing the leaves if she's giving facts about how leaves turn in autumn then in your first paragraph you're going to give facts about whatever your subject is that you're exploring and so you kind of see what happens in each paragraph and then you try and do similarly with your subject obviously your subject so you're not going to use any vocabulary or any language anything the only thing you're looking at is modeling the structure and then yeah, you and then
0: it's like a template yeah like
1: exactly and so know. then you and then once you mm-hmm. have that at least you have a draft I see and you can Start making it your own at that point. So I have definitely done that. And I feel like that maybe is the closest thing to an outline that Mm -hmm. I will sometimes do is I might think, oh, well, here, maybe let me try writing about this here. Or, you know, I I did that with a couple of the essays in the book. There's one that concerns my relationship with my sister and I both being the child of immigrants, being black Americans, but us kind of having different identity formation paths. And um, and yeah, I did it. In that, and there there's sections where, I think my model essay was talking about hummingbird facts, and I'm talking about facts related to bananas, you know, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, oh,
0: that is so useful. Yeah, that yeah. Is so useful. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple questions: What most has pleased you with your writing? Like, what I would say proud, but I don't want to necessarily plug the word pride in there. Maybe you could answer it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. What has? Most, what are you most pleased with? You know, I think. Um, what what i get most pleased about is when i feel like an essay is reflecting what is actually going on in my head and and that is it's not i feel like there it's not very often that that happens but every now and then i'll read a piece and i think yeah this is this is this is what i was actually envisioning when the ideas started forming and it's become that thing and that that just Mm -hmm. makes me really excited when that happens and it I think it makes me want to continue with the work because I know it can do that
0: that's really good I probably should have asked these in a different order but what is something you struggle with most yeah
1: Honestly, I'll say right now, I'm struggling with time. I, You know, my book just came out. There's a lot of things related to kind of getting my name out there in the world. And I'll say I personally am a person who actually has a lot of fun with it. I have a background in business. And so, I I, yeah. I, I mean, it's fun Good. for me. I enjoy it. So, um, But at the same time, it is very time-consuming and there's a lot involved. And I just feel in the last couple of months, I have not been writing in the way that I tend to write with. So... I'm looking forward to a little break around Christmas and things where I'm going to be able to do a bit more. What are some activities?
0: Speaking? Yeah, speaking.
1: Um, I think, you know, you do podcast interviews. Here we are. Yes. Yeah, which is great. I They're fun. and Or you do interviews on blogs or, um, you know, interviews like – publicity interviews mm-hmm. with media yeah. and things so I mean it's just all the stuff that um you have to keep goes, showing up yeah exactly that took that hour yeah we just,
0: here we are it's gonna be yeah 45 minutes exactly maybe here, so. and then I mean yeah. I
1: also one of the things I've been doing quite a bit of is creating some public spaces for people to converse about some of the topics in the book so public conversations so I've been having these like different in di- person yeah in okay. person so they've happened um churches or bookstores or different places like that where we're exploring some of the topics in the book. So I've had a couple public conversations about the nature of interracial friendship. So a friend and I have chatted about that. We did one about, uh, somebody else and I, we did one about race and faith in the New South. And, you know, so I've done these different things and they're really exciting for me. I enjoy that work, but it's also not writing. It's not writing. Right. So at
0: the heart of you is the writer. Yeah, the I would say, the it's the, 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 yeah,
1: it is. But I also recognize... That my book is a pathway for people to engage in issues they really want to be engaging with and thinking about, and so I want to honor that and make spaces for people to do that too. So,
0: do you think of yourself and do you self-identify as an essayist first and foremost, or do you have you broaden it? Like, that's you... a really good question, Anne. I
1: don't know. I I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I do sometimes feel like I'm in kind of a phase of maybe becoming something beyond. The essayist, and I've, I have been identifying myself as that for several years now, and mm. I wonder if there might be something else that is kind of creeping in. Interesting. And, but I don't know. But you don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm open, though. I'm open to what it can all become um, mm. because I, I think, you know what I think at the heart of me is, I really enjoy stories and personal stories, and I believe that they're important for our society and our world, that we have spaces where personal stories can be out there. And so I don't, I don't know what it will be for me to help facilitate that in the world.
0: But you're so, open. You're just, you're, it seems like you're living your life much as you approach an essay, with a sense of discovery. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, I love, I love that. Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe we, so I think, there's no big plan here.
1: I don't have this huge overarching plan. plan. No, I think I'm kind of one step, next step. Yeah, writing
0: my way into it, living my way into it, whatever it might be. Wow. Wow. Might we all do that? I mean, as writers, we we can follow programs. We can follow plans. We can take advice, but in the end, we're just doing writing the next thing yeah. and, and and making the making sense out of our lives, yeah, making right. make, making meaning yeah, out of right. our lives and the world around us. Yeah. I love all of that. Oh, thank you so much. You ha- I appreciate You're that. Welcome. Uh, do you have any parting words for writers? Advice for writers? Yeah. So advice for writers.
1: I would say a couple things. I think continue to be in the words and by that I mean reading like you know prioritize reading the words out there in all sorts of ways however that might look I also think we can always be learning something new or or even if we've already learned it before we can learn it again in a new way and so I I mean I, I feel like I've been writing essays for years now and I'll still every now and then take an essay class because I feel like it reminds me of stuff that I've either forgotten or, or just haven't used in a while. And they're like, oh, right, that is. So I think just to be in that posture of learning is really important. And I think the last thing I would say to writers is figure out why it is that you're doing this. So you feel very clear about why I'm, I'm in this game, because I think the writing life is a place where it can be so easy to compare yourself to others. Because you feel like, oh, I should be doing what they're doing. But actually, I think us being clear about why we're doing it for ourselves will help to you know, eliminate some of that, but maybe not completely get rid of it, but just help us to feel more firm in what it is that we're going about doing and what we might be after why we might be in this writing life. So I think for myself in that regard, it was important for me when I realized actually the art of the words really matter to me. And because of that, I may not produce at the rate of someone else because it just takes me a lot of time personally to you know formulate these things and and that was helpful to realize that actually I'm living out a different writing story than maybe somebody else is living.
0: I love that. Thanks. I think you have brought some real, uh, some practical tips and, and just a heart of a writer oh, to thank you. my listening audience. Thank you. Yeah, thank you of course. Thank you for your time. I thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, this was great. I enjoyed the conversation. So the main place I can find you is?
1: Yeah, so my website is patriscopo.com, and then I am on Facebook at, at Patrice Scopo Writes, and then I'm on Instagram and sometimes Twitter at, at Patrice Gopo.
0: Excellent. And then well, so they can, we'll send them some links. We'll put all that in the show notes. Yep. And then the name of your book. Yes. It is called All the Colors
1: We Will See, Reflections on Barriers, Brokenness, and Finding Our Way.
0: That's excellent.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate day. it. Thanks, Anne.
0: Thank you for joining me for this conversation with Patrice You can get to know her better by going directly to her website at patricegopo.com, and I'll include everything Patrice-related at the show notes for this episode, including a link to her recent book release, All the Colors We Will See. You can find it all at anncroker.com slash patricegopo, G-O-P-O. That's anncroker.com slash patricegopo. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person. I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.